Have you been asking the question, when is this demonic attack going to stop? You know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that what is happening in your life is not normal. You understand that there is some type of demonic siege coming against you. Did you know why? Because God has got his hand on you and you are about to be used of God as never before. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Corral. And today I want to share with you the scriptural secrets of how to bring down demonic power. Did you know that it is God's will that you bring down every spirit, every stronghold, every principality, every witchcraft that has come against you. And today we are going to share that. But first, before we get into today's teaching, I want to take this moment to bring you to our website, one of our many websites, and that website is mydayofdestiny.com. On mydayofdestiny.com, you can download all of our podcasts. You can also order my latest book on Secrets of the Anointing, which was featured on Sid Roth, It's Supernatural. And really, I really highly recommend this book if you want to learn how to walk in the power and in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. After being baptized in the Spirit for over 50 years, being in the last wonderful, incredible move of God in the last generation, studying under such great generals like Catherine Kuhlman, Oral Roberts, who influenced our uh, our generation in such a mighty way, and Kenneth Hagin, so many of the wonderful generals, Demis Shikarian, many of the leaders of the last general of uh, the last generation. I have had the privilege of studying, and I want to be able to impart to you so that you can go up to the next level. And that's why I really highly recommend Secrets of the Anointing. But now let's get down to today's teaching. And I want you to know that God is going to bless you exceedingly and abundantly. So let's get started. Have you been asking the question, when is this demonic attack going to stop? You know beyond a shadow of a doubt that what is happening in your life is not normal. You understand that there is some type of demonic siege coming against you. Did you know why? Because God has got his hand on you and you are about to be used of God as never before. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Corral. And today I want to share with you the scriptural secrets of how to bring down demonic power. Did you know that it is God's will that you bring down every spirit, every stronghold, every principality, every witchcraft that has come against you. And today we are going to share that. But first, before we get into today's teaching, I want to take this moment to bring you to our website, one of our many websites. And that website is mydayofdestiny.com. On mydayofdestiny.com, you can download all of our podcasts. You can also order my latest book on Secrets of the Anointing, which was featured 
centered on Sid Roth, it's supernatural. And really, I really highly recommend this book if you want to learn how to walk in the power and in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. After being baptized in the Spirit for over 50 years, being in the last wonderful, incredible move of God in the last generation, studying under such great generals like Catherine Kuhlman, Oral Roberts, who influenced our, uh, our generation in such a mighty way, and Kenneth Hagin, so many of the wonderful generals, Demas Shikarian, many of the leaders of the last general of the last generation. I have had the privilege of studying and I want to be able to impart to you so that you can go up to the next level. And that's why I really highly recommend Secrets of the Anointing. But now let's get down to today's teaching. And I want you to know that God is going to bless you exceedingly and abundantly. So let's get started. First of all, beloved saints, I want you to see throughout the scriptures that it is God's will for you to go forward that one of the great anointings of God on your life by being a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ is to cast down strongholds. Let's look at what the scripture teaches us found here in Mark's gospel. And we are going to look at Mark's gospel, the third chapter, beloved, looking at the 12th and 13th verse. And I want you to see the context, actually looking at verse 11, but we're also going to read it down to verse 14 and 15, starting with verse 11, the Bible says, and unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried, saying, you are the son of God. And he straightly charged them that he should not, they should not make him known. And he goeth up unto a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would. And he ordained 12 that they might be with him, that he might send them forth to preach. Now watch this and to have power to heal and to cast out devils. I want you to understand from the very beginning of the ministry of Jesus, the very first commissioning as he begins immediately upon calling the 12, what did he do? He commissioned them and sent them forth to preach and to heal and to cast out devils. Now, one thing I want you to notice, notice that when the devils were cast out of whoever Jesus happened to be ministering to, he commanded them not to make his known name known. Why? Because the devils knew who he was. I want you to know that you may not realize this, but did you know that all of hell knows who you are? You see, beloved saints, if you are walking in the will of God, if you are walking pleasing to God, the Bible tells us that there is a, that there is in the scripture an actual authentication and actual identification that the enemy knows who you are. The Bible tells us very clearly this uh, authentication 
cannot in any way be mistaken for an imitation person who proclaims to know Christ or who is trying to cast out devils, who has no power. Because the person with power, the enemy knows who they are. The Bible says in Acts chapter 19, when the devil could would not come out of the one whom the sons of Sceva were trying to cast out, they replied, they cried out, Paul we know and Jesus we know, but who are you? You see the devils knew Jesus. They knew who he was. And I want you to know when you are serving God, when you are walking in the power of God's word, when you are going forth on the mission that Christ has sent you to do and to accomplish, demonic spirits are subject to you. Now, I want you to understand, dear people of God, that the scripture goes on to teach us as we continue in the context of Mark's gospel. I want you to see, not only do we see in Mark chapter three, and we see in Mark chapter three that Jesus was called, called his 12 to cast out devils. But we're also going to see now a greater, more refined commissioning in Mark six. In Mark six, we're going to see something a bit different, a, a bit of a characteristic contrast here in Mark 6 than we find in Mark 3. In Mark 3, we see that Jesus sent them forth to preach. He sent them forth to heal and to cast out devils. But in Mark 6, we see this isolated and separated uniquely only for the casting out of devils. Notice what Jesus is saying. Here in Mark chapter six, looking at verse seven, the Bible says, and he began to send them forth two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. And he said, he commanded them that they should take nothing with them for their journey, except a staff only. I want to stop here for a moment and tell you something about the staff. The staff is not just about a walking stick. You see, the staff represents the anointing. And I want you to understand that your greatest weapon of war besides the name of Jesus is the anointing, that you are going forth in his name. You are going forth in his authority. You are going forth in his power, and you're to take nothing with you except the anointing. You see, the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah, the 10th chapter and the 27th verse, the Bible says, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So you may say, I don't really have results with casting out demons. I can't bring this spirit under subjection. I've been having difficulty. It keeps coming back. It keeps harassing me. Uh, for some of you, some of the identifying factors of being tormented by a, a wicked spirit is there's fear in your life, or you have a difficulty serving God, or there's something that is very uh, some form of bitterness that is turned into a spirit. It's actually turned into resentment 
and it's pulled you away from the presence of God. You see, beloved saints, there are many different manifestations of demonic power. And so we need to see how we cast them out. Now, I want you to go, if you will, with me in the scripture, and we are going to go to Matthew chapter 17. Tonight, we're going to look at what the Bible says about casting out the spirits and how to do it. First of all, beloved saints, I want you to see that in Mark's gospel, we not only see Jesus commissioning the 12 and gave them authority over unclean spirits. We not only see this in Mark chapter three, we also see it in Mark chapter six, that he said, take nothing with you, but your staff only. And he gave them power against unclean spirits. In the Mark inversion, we do not see the, um, the commissioning of preaching, nor do we see the commissioning of healing. Yet we know that was already done in Mark 3. Mark 6 isolates only the casting out of unclean spirits. Then we see in Luke's version that Jesus sent out 70 to cast out unclean spirits. And we see in Luke chapter 10, looking at the word of God in Luke chapter 10, we see that the 70 came back rejoicing. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 10, looking beloved saints at verse 17, the Bible says, and the 70 returned again with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Notice the name of Jesus is a weapon of war. And Jesus said unto them, I saw lightning. I saw Satan fall as lightning from heaven. What does he mean by that? This means that Jesus is actually declaring to his Talmudim, his pre-existent, um, his pre-existence before the foundation of the world as God, when there was a war in heaven and Satan rebelled against God and took one third of the heavenly host with him. And the Bible says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Now we see in Mark chapter 16, in the great commission, we see Jesus sending them forth. And the Bible says in Mark chapter 16, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. So beloved, the question arises, if they were given this kind of power, by the son of God, this unbelievable commissioning, knowing that in the great commission, we've been commissioned to cast out devils. Know that in the commissioning of the 70 devils were subject to, to them in the name of Jesus, knowing that the very first commissioning was a commissioning of the 12 to go forth and use the name of Jesus and have authority over all unclean spirits. And knowing that the second commissioning that Jesus gave the 12 was isolated specifically to the casting out of devils. Why is it that in Matthew chapter 17, after receiving all these impartations of power, that they could not cast out a spirit? Beloved saints, I want you to see that this is placed in the scripture for our learning and for our edification. So let's go 
if you will, beloved saints, to Matthew chapter 17, looking at verse 21. I want you to see this and I want you to understand how we have been called and commissioned by God and that we, beloved saints, nothing shall be impossible to us. Do not become discouraged if you are up against some kind of a wicked, stubborn spirit. You have been anointed. You have been commissioned. You haven't gone through the testings and the trials for nothing. Now, let me share with you one thing that is extremely important. If you've been in a battle and you have been in a wrestling match with demonic spirits, I want you to know that you have taken more territory. You see, Jesus commissions us with his authority, but then there are individuals who have received an additional amount of authority through their place and through their position, through battling with unclean spirits. Now, I want you to understand something. When a man uh, is going to war or a woman is going to war, a person receives certain badges, certain medals of honor, because why? They went forth courageously in the battle and did not bend. They did heroic, courageous works while on the battlefield fighting with the enemy. This gave them a higher ranking. This gave them more authority. I want you to understand if there is a sergeant that goes out and gives a command, that is important. But if there is a general that came in filled with medals of honor from being in the battle, that general is going to have many more, many more, going to have a much higher level of authority than a sergeant because of the badges, because of the battles, because of every battle. He is honored for the victory that was won or for the bravery or for the courage. You may say, I don't even feel like I won the battle. Well, child of God, let me know the battle's already. Let me tell you, the battle's already been won. And if you are going forth to battle, Jesus already won that battle for you. But if you are in the battle, I want you to know just by virtue of the fact that you remain faithful in the battle gives you more authority. Just as a general that has been decorated with stripes and decorated with many badges of honor has received a higher authority, a higher ranking because of that battle. I want you to know also in the realm of the spirit, you have gained more territory every time you have by faith taken on the demonic powers and you have remained faithful. You may say, Dr. Crowell, I don't understand. This attack came out of nowhere. All of a sudden it was a beautiful day. And then overnight, this storm came upon me suddenly. Let me explain to you how this happens before we look at Matthew chapter 17. We are going to go to Acts chapter 27 and see what happens in a sudden storm. You may be a habit, you may have expected this ship to go in a totally different direction. 
Perhaps you thought that things were going to turn out completely different. Everything was such smooth sailing. Things couldn't have been better. Some of you say, wow, this has really been a season in my life where things are just so great. Uh, the, the sky was blue. Uh, the sailing was so smooth. And then all of a sudden, overnight, without warning, a storm came upon you. And you don't understand why you've searched your soul and you said, God, is it something that I did? Why did this happen? I tried so hard. How could this rain, this storm have come on my life? How am I going to survive it? Watch this. The Bible tells us that uh, in Acts chapter 27, the Bible says in verse three, the next day we touch Sedan. And Julius courteously entreated Paul and gave liberty to him to go unto his friends and to refresh himself. And when we had sailed over the sea of Sicilia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra of Lycia and found a certain ship of Alexandria sailing into Italy, and they put us thereon. And when we had sailed slowly for many days, scarce were come over against Sindus, a wind not suffering us. We sailed under Crete over against Salome. And hardly passing it, we came to a place called the Fair Havens. And we see, now when much time was spent, the sailing was now dangerous because, and because of the fast, was now already passed. Paul admonished them, saying, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with much damage, not only of the lading of the ship, but also of our lives. Now, I want you to see, they started out with smooth sailing. They were sailing slowly. It was beautiful. There was no wind. It was just a beautiful process of going from island to island. But all of a sudden, as they began to sail to Italy, I want you to understand something. Italy was the destination of Paul. Paul was on the ship because his ultimate destiny was going to be in Italy. He was going to testify before Caesar, but also in that place, he was going to be arrested and he was going to write many of the New Testament epistles. And Satan knew that when he gets to Italy, the Roman church is going to be encouraged. He's going to be arrested and he's going to write many books in the New Testament and thousands and thousands and thousands of years that these books of the New Testament for 2000 years, but thousands and thousands and thousands of believers, thousands of believers upon on tens of thousands of believers throughout the centuries were going to read his epistles. They were going to be built up. They were going to be changed. They were going to be completely transformed. And do you know what? Every demonic spirit from the pit of hell attacked that ship to prevent Paul from getting to his destination. And this is why 
The Bible tells us, look at the word of God <laughs> in verse 13. And when the wind blew softly, supposing they had obtained their purpose, loosening from thence, they sailed close to Crete. And the Bible says, <clears throat> and it was not long after that, that there arose a tempestuous storm by the name of Eurocledone. Now, beloved saints, I want you to know that Eurocledone smashed the ship. I want you to know that Eurocledone uh, assailed and hit and beat the ship with waves and wind for over 14 days to the point they could not even see stars in the night or the moon. It was so dark from the storm. Now, beloved saints, I want you to understand that this, my dear friends, was a surge of demonic power, principalities and powers that were raging against that ship because of Paul, because they did not want Paul to get to Rome. You see, the same thing happened in the days of Jesus. You see, the very thing happened before Jesus got to the island of the Gadarenes. I want you to understand that Luke's gospel teaches us in Luke's gospel in the eighth chapter. Let's look at this. Let us see what the text is teaching us in Luke's gospel concerning Jesus and his disciples, knowing that he got into the ship and the Bible tells us in Luke chapter eight. Let's look at this just for a moment because it started out to be a day very similar to the circumstances where Eurocledone arose on the sea and tried to prevent Paul from going to the place of promise, which was Italy for the glory of God. Let us look and see in verse 22. The Bible says, now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and said, let us go over to the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep and there came down a wind on the lake and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. The question arises, why were they filled with water? Why did this storm come down on them when there was no sign of the storm at all? I want you to understand. It's because when they were to get to the other side, there was a demoniac that was possessed with over 2,000 devils. And the demonic spirits in that man wanted to prevent Jesus from getting to the other side and also wanted to prevent the disciples from going with Jesus. Because when Jesus cast those demons out of that young man that was possessed with the spirits, the disciples were going to get a training. They were going to get taught how to bring demonic spirits under subjection of the Holy Spirit. And this is why the storm arose. You see, there are some storms in our life we can't understand. They came out of nowhere. The sudden shock of the storm left us in a place of wondering, why did God allow this? 
We've had to, when the storm came, we didn't know what to do. And we threw things overboard. And there were days of darkness that we didn't understand why God did you allow this. This is because your call of God and your authority is about to increase. I want to show you that every storm, every demonic attack, every time you're in a battle with the beast, your authority increases in Christ Jesus. Let me show you what happened to Paul after the shipwreck took place. The ship was wrecked, but God spoke to Paul the night before, sent an angel and said, the only thing that's going to be lost is the ship, but lives are going to be saved. I want you to know if the ship is lost, no big deal. You will still get to your destination. Don't let the devil tell you, you can't get to your destiny because the ship is lost. God is going to get you there. You don't need the ship. All you need is Jesus. All you need is the will of God. All you need is to know that that you're sent. God will get you there even without a ship. I want you to know the ship was lost, but there were a few boards. They held on to the boards. And I want you to know that if you just hold on to Jesus and just stay faithful, don't get out of the fight, hold on to whatever you have. Your board may still be an idea. Your board may still be a vision. Your board may be something God told you. Your board may be a scripture you read the other day. Your board may be an anointing that came on you when you were a child. You see, the ship was broken up, but everybody held on to a board. God wants you to know that if you're holding on to the board, you're gonna make it to the shore. Now watch what happens here. We see that when they made it to the shore, something so supernatural happened because why? The Bible tells us in Acts 28, they landed at a place called Miletus where there were a barbaric people and they took such good care of them. They warmed them, they fed them. And as Paul was warming his hands, surviving the storm, just praising God that God got them to their death destination. And that, yes, uh, Italy is right around the corner. Now it's going to be smooth sailing out of nowhere. When he was warming his hands, a viper came out of the fire and clung to Paul and actually inserted the venom into his hands and was held on with the grasp of its teeth onto Paul's hand. But notice what happened. The Bible says, in Acts chapter 28, verse 5, here is your word for the day. The Bible says, and let's read verse 4 only for context. The Bible says, last line, looking, or actually verse 3, it says, and when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and it fastened onto his hand. Verse five, and he shook off the beast into the fire and he felt no harm. What does that mean? That means that after you've gone through this storm, it doesn't matter what beast tries to fasten itself on you. You've already gained the territory. You've taken territory through that last battle. You see, Paul took 
territory in the spirit so that when the beast came to him, all he had to do was shake the beast off and it fell into the fire. God had given him more authority. You see, there are some vipers that have such a serpentine spirit. They come with a sudden strike. They try to fasten themselves onto you. But I want you to know you have now passed the test. You have gone through the fiery furnace. God has increased your authority over principalities and powers. You survived your storm. And I want you to know all you have to do is shake the beast off. You have now received a supernatural immunity to demonic spirits. You have taken more territory. God has given you right and authority to cast them out. And this is what happened to Jesus. This is why Jesus began his ministry with 40 days and 40 nights of fasting and prayer. So that after battling with the beasts, you say battling with the beast, Dr. Crowell, what in the world are you talking about? Well, in Mark's gospel, the Bible says he was there in the wilderness, tempted of the devil, 40 days and 40 nights. And the Bible says in verse 13 of Mark chapter one, that he was there with the beasts. That word beast in the Greek language is not the word for zoo type creatures. It is a word that is also used in the book of Revelation, Therion, which is a word in the book of Revelation that refers to demonic creatures. You see, Jesus went through temptation. Jesus went through trial, being tested in all points as we, yet without sin. And when he came forth from that temptation, I want you to know that as a man, as God, he didn't need to take authority over the devil. But as man, he came forth filled with the Holy Ghost and had authority now over all demonic spirits. This is why when the Mark's gospel tells us the very first place that he went was the synagogue and he cast out the spirit on the Sabbath of a man who was possessed of an unclean spirit. And the Bible tells us the spirits spoke to Jesus and they came and they fell down at his feet. Why? Not just because he was the son of God, but also because as a man, he had already taken the territory through enduring the temptation and not giving in. Today, beloved saints, I encourage you, hold on to your board. Hold on to the promises of God. Don't let go. Stand fast in the fight. Let Jesus bring you over to the other side. He wants to give you skill. He wants to give you training. He wants to raise you up as a master, as a master in authority over demonic spirits, being the one who is also going to teach others that through your life, of sacrifice and service. Demonic spirits already know who you are and they will be subject at your feet.
Thank you for joining us today. You today can be part of God's worldwide outreach to the poor. I want you to know we just opened a brand new orphanage in Egypt, and we just took in our fourth little girl this week. All approved by the Egyptian government. We're so grateful that we have been at this beautiful home in New Cairo, giving girls a start in life with one of the most beautiful mothers that came all the way from Algeria to serve these girls for the rest of her life. And I want you to know, it's your love, it's your sacrifice, it's your gift of grace through giving to this ministry that we are able to accomplish such mighty works of God all over the world. Today, I encourage you, sow your seed. If you are in a battle with demonic spirits today, just say, I'm joining in faith. I thank you, Lord, for this word. It's given me encouragement. It's given me strength to stand. I invite you, go to our website at breathofthespirit.org. Sow your seed today, and you can sow that on PayPal, or go to our text in church option, which is Hesit. And you can do that through push pay. You can do it through 77, dialing this number, just text it, 77977. That's 77977. And text it to Hesed, C-H-E-S-E-D. And don't forget to go to mydayofdestiny.com where you can receive the downloads of our podcast. We love you and we'll see you very soon. 